Hello and welcome to Indians on Deck, the Let's Go Tribe Prospect podcast. I'm Matt Schlichting, joined as always by Brian Hemminger. Brian, how are you on this fine evening? I'm hot. I'm one of the few idiots in Ohio that doesn't have air conditioning, so it's just going to get worse. Fool of a took. Yeah, but the Indians are playing great and the prospects are performing, so a lot of good things to talk about. Absolutely. What can you tell us about our number one overall prospect, Mr. Tristan McKenzie? Uh, no major updates on Tristan McKenzie, but again, I'm expecting him to be pitching any day now because we have had a few other people uh, return, like James Karinchak, uh came back and immediately struck out all three batters he faced in Arizona. I'm sure that is a huge shock to you. Uh, on the season, he is striking out twenty, about 23 batters per nine innings. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, but yeah, that was his first time pitching in about two months with that hamstring injury. I still don't think he's given up a run yet this season either. Yeah, keeps up like that. He'll be. So again, this has nothing to do with Tristan McKenzie, but I just wanted to talk about this <laughs> quick because it was awesome. But yeah, uh-huh. I'm so happy that uh, that Karen checks back. And I made a, even a tweet about it and it got like 50 likes on Twitter, which is rare for me. So that was cool. <laughs> it was a good day. So my thing with McKenzie is if everyone else is getting ready to storm Area 51 and bring home an alien as their starter Pokemon, can we storm Goodyear, Arizona just to find out what's actually going on with McKenzie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't even seen a video of him throwing. I haven't heard anything about a setback. So I, I just don't know. All The only information I've learned on McKenzie is that he switched to Apex Legends in video games from Fortnite. So Which is good. Yeah. Maybe soon we can get him hooked on Europa Universalis 4. There we go. And we can have some joint campaigns starting as France, forming the Holy Roman Empire from there. And then before you know it, world conquest. Our next prospect is Nolan Jones. And he, for the season so far, is hitting 288, 428, 445. This past week, six games played, 320, 370, 680 with two dingers, a triple, a double. Uh, very Nolan Jonesy, and that he had nine strikeouts on top of that. Yeah, that, that that's that's the only thing that I didn't like about his stat line was the nine strikeouts because every and you gotta remember this was all at Double A. This is like basically his. Uh, I think he had six games at Double A, and they were like game. He's only played like nine games there total. That's amazing that he's already locking in. He he just missed the cycle the other night by a double. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's hit and he hit home runs in back-to-back games at Double A, which is awesome to hear. So, uh, I'm ex- I, I'm not surprised that he's striking out more, but the fact that he's still tattooing the ball is great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the only thing that is down on his, his performance this week is that his on-base percentage was below 400. But I'll take it if he's crushing the ball. So keep it up, Nolan. I'll trade those. 30 points of on-base percentage for a 680 slugging percentage exactly. every time. <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, that that's the one thing. People are like, you know, when's he going to start smacking some extra base hits? Well, he's smacked quite a few extra base hits this week. So, great job. So, our next prospect on the list is Mr. Tyler Freeman. And what did we see from him? Very funny uh, numbers for Freeman this week. He had six games. And on the season, he's at 313 with a 394 on base and 436 slugging. This week, he in six games he batted 350 with a 333 on base, 
and a 450 slugging. So he had two doubles, four strikeouts, no walks. I've, I've looked. Gotta love the sacrifice hits. Yeah, the only way that your on base can be worse than your uh, batting average is from sacrifice flies, I think. I don't think sacrifice bunts count towards it. I think it's just sacrifice flies. I might be wrong about that. But yeah, <laughs> so he did had no walks or didn't get hit by any pitches, but he hit a sacrifice fly. So that that tanked his on base percentage. But no, he's just tearing the cover off the ball at uh, high A ever since he's been promoted. He's, he's batting about 370 in Lynchburg. So and he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. So this is a really exciting time uh, to see Nolan hitting at double A after being promoted and Freeman hitting at high A after being promoted. So. You know, some Heck of these yeah. guys that we got those midseason promotions, they're they're making the best of them, which is awesome. So next up, we have our last year's first round draft pick, Bo Naylor. How did his week go? This, to me, looks like the classic example of awesome inputs, not necessarily equaling great outputs. He played four games and... In those games, hit 143, 278, 143, which, ouch, but no strikeouts. Mm -hmm. And he still drew three walks in those four games. So he either drew a walk or put the ball into play, and the ball just didn't decide to play nice with exactly. him. Exactly. Just had a really low bat bip week. And another thing that, that I didn't mention in here was he had a 13 game hitting streak snapped this week. So, oh, you're right. So Damn he's, it. he's really been doing a good job. I mean, it's not like he's been smashing, you know, huge multi-hit games every week, but he's been consistently getting hits. So even though it doesn't look like it was a very good line this week, it was more of an unlucky line than he was playing back. Yeah. So. And that brings us to George Valera. Yeah, he wasn't too bad this week. Not bad at all. Uh, six games, 316, 435, 737, hit two home runs, two doubles, walked four times. Uh, I'm going to run a few stats by you. Uh, okay. Where would you guess George Valera is ranked in these departments in the New York Penn League, which is uh, what Mahoney Valley is at, which is low A? Home runs. I'm going to say top five. First. Okay. Walks. So I was right. Huh. <laughs> Walks. Third. First. <laughs> okay. And I know this isn't like an important stat, but RBIs. First. First. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He is absolutely slaying it at Mahoning Valley. Um, it is only a matter of time until more prospect ranking charts start buying in on George Falera. I mean, there were a few that already have, I think, uh, Baseball America or Baseball Prospectus, I can't remember, added him to their top 100. Everybody else is going to be adding him to their top 100 very shortly. I saw one guy put released his rankings. I think it was for fantasy. So it, it's a little bit different with weights and everything. But they had Valera as the top prospect to have in the Indian system. I believe it. So, I mean, it's awesome. It's awesome to see how to see him more than like the three games he played last year. He's... 18 and will be for the entire season mm -hmm. is still holding down center field and crushing and the is crap leading out of the, the New ball. York. Yeah. 18 in the New York Penn league. Bruh. Yep. This is the third year in a row. The Indians have had one of the top players of the New York Penn league last year. It was Tyler Freeman who had, I think beat anybody else in batting average by about 50 points. Um, 
And the year before, it was Nolan Jones who was just destroying the New York Penn League. And then now we've got Valera. So this is this is an exciting time in young prep Cleveland Indians prospects. I was not sold on Valera at first mm-hmm. because I know we had signed him. Exciting guy. Didn't play a ton. Broke his hamate slash hamate. Mm-hmm. I like pronouncing it hamate because <laughs> it's just more fun. Okay. But didn't get to see much of him. Uh, a guy. I, I don't know. But his stats this season. Like I've been converted. My favorite. I yeah. can't say no to my him. My favorite thing about him is he bat flips every home run. Oh, yeah. Uh, his most recent home run went oppo, and when he hit it, he barely swung, and the announcer goes, oh, Valera pops it up. Oh, that's 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 curious. That's out of here. What the? <laughs> 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 it, just, you, it just doesn't make sense that he can hit it out, like, so effortlessly. So, I mean, it, it was awesome. So you, if you find that, it's, I think, uh, Indians Pro – uh, on Twitter has has it. Uh, he has both of his from this past week on Twitter. But if you if you find it, it's hilarious. The the announcer literally is just like a pop up from Valera. <laughs> He's at the wall. That's He's a unicorn. <laughs> just couldn't believe it. So yeah, George Valera is the man. Speaking of the man, let's go uh, anti man. Uh, rough one for our boy Bobby Bradley. Four games played. Dot zero. And I don't think it matters what numbers come after the dot zero for his batting average. It happened to be seven seven, mm-hmm. but woof. Uh, two hundred on base percentage. Okay, three oh eight slugging percentage. Hit a dinger. Seven strikeouts in four games. Uh, and ended up getting sent down. Um, partially because Playsack had to come up and pitch three delightful innings that were torn asunder by rain. And honestly, Greg Allen deserves to be up right now. I mean, he's playing amazing. Yes, he does. He's playing so good. So I was I'm, I was fine with it. I mean, we can just be using the DH right now to give people days off. We can use the DH to rotate in one of our, which is hilarious because at the beginning of the season, the outfield was so terrible. But now we have five outfielders that are all playing pretty well. So we can basically use the DH to keep one of our outfielders in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. So cause right now I want to see Bowers and Mercado and Allen on the lineup just about every day and, and or Naquin and uh, Luplo, like probably a platoon of them. So by sending Bradley down, I think that obviously we're going to reduce the strikeouts and everything, but on the bright side, did you see Bradley's home run? It was majestic. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, that's 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 what we've been expecting was to see some of those. And literally, the first time he hits one, it's one of the fat, the most, the hardest hit balls of the season by an Indians player. And I think it was the longest home run by an Indian this season at four fifty seven. And I think it was the I think the second longest in the Statcast era by an Indian. <laughs> Just massacred the ball. So his problem, though, was he was striking out at about a 40% clip and still wasn't figuring out breaking just low breaking balls either at the bottom of the zone or out of the zone at the bottom of the zone. That's just something he's going to have to work on because, I mean, literally the first pitch he saw as a big leaguer was a curveball. So people people hmm. know what he does to fastballs. You saw it with that that bomb of a home run. So that's something that he's going to have to work on. 
So, and I'm okay with that because if you've looked at Bobby Bradley, every time he gets promoted, he struggles a little bit and it takes him a little time to figure things out. So I'm not expecting him. I wasn't expecting him to come up and just immediately rake. Uh, he did have his moments. I mean, there, there's some excitement with Bradley. Almost he had more extra base hits than the non-extra base hits. Um, so, you know, when he hits the ball, he hits it hard. So that's definitely something to be excited about. But, you know, he just has to work on improving that contact rate because you can't be striking out 40 plus percent of the time. You know, even even the worst of the worst guys usually are at the 30. Just improve that contact rate, start to lay off of those breaking pitches or start hitting them since you know they're coming. Make that adjustment and he'll be back. Yeah, I mean, he got his taste. He knows what he needs to do. It was the right on. decision. Uh, and I was the biggest Bobby Bradley fan club on the planet, but it was the right choice at this, at least at this point, you know, he, he gave us a nice little spark. I think, uh, you know, a lot of the guys saw, you know, another young guy coming, you know, I, we got to really turn it up a notch. Uh, and I think, uh, he'll, he'll have another opportunity for sure. So just build yeah. that confidence back up. So, all right, moving on. We've got Brian Rocchio. He played six games this past week and how did it go? It was interesting. He had a two thirty eight batting average with 238 on base percentage. So Oscar Gonzalez-esque and a 429 slugging because he had a triple and two doubles. No walks, which is unfortunate because, you know, I think he does have a decent eye at the plate. Four strikeouts and this time no no stolen bases, but he did get caught stealing. Next up, our favorite player to talk about in the top 10. Uh, this one This one might go down in history. Luis Oviedo. How did his week go? Boy, I don't know. He he pitched. He did pitch. The man played a professional baseball game, and for that he should be commended. However, <laughs> he he pitched two and a third, allowing eight hits, nine runs, all of them earned. Did strike out three he batters. He caper nine. I saw that for the season. <laughs> um, still walked to hit a batter and threw a wild pitch. He, it's I don't what do you what do you do when a guy he's off the rails at this point there, there's something wrong with his development right now what do you do with a guy at his level when the, the talent seems to be there but well if he's not hurt at any level like, hurt, you just got to keep throwing him out there you know uh, he guess. actually did pitch today as well and uh strikeouts were there yeah. Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it next week because I think he's going to have a two-start week. Okay. It wasn't a, the best start today. It was okay. But we'll we'll talk about it next week. I will say that his FIP for the season is a whole run lower yeah. than his ERA. Both are still yes. bad. <laughs> that brings us to Mr. Ethan Hankins, who had himself a start this week. Well, it wasn't a start. He was actually, he had Dan Otero as his opener for Mahoning Valley. Oh, um, and then he okay. came in in the second inning and he pitched four innings. And this was one of the weirdest lines of a pitcher I've seen this year. So here this one, four innings pitched, four hits, three walks, no strikeouts, no runs, no earned runs. <laughs> so another four innings, no runs. He dropped his ERA to 1.05 on the season, which is just ridiculous, did not have one strikeout and actually allowed seven base runners. So that's not a very good whip either, but he got out of trouble. Um, I think in that game, the opposing team hit into four double plays from what I remember. 
<laughs> yeah. That'll get you out of trouble. But uh, so you know what? Just keep doing you, Ethan. Man, that's uh, I think that is his fourth appearance this season where he's pitched at least four innings and not given up a run out of six. So that's pretty good. That's pretty mm. damn good. Yeah. There's a reason his ERA is almost below one through six six starts, basically. So I, I'm even though this wasn't like the greatest line, the the end result was still very good, and um, he continues to you know get people out and keep runners out from scoring. So he's doing a tremendous job this season and meeting all of my expectations and more. And last but not least, Sam Henkis had a start, and it looked pretty interesting. How did it go? Uh, three and a third innings pitched, three earned runs, four walks, six strikeouts, five mm-hmm. hits. So his whip was almost three. That's not very good. Not so but I'll good. Take the, I'll take those strikeouts. That's about the only good thing. So... Stop walking, guys, Sam. Yeah, he's he's not um, helping his walk rate by walking more than one per inning that game. The one thing I will point to is that, sure, he's got the 4.96 ERA on the season, but his FIP is 3.9, which, given his walk rate at more than four, is pretty impressive. But your walk rate per nine is more than four, so consider actions that will perhaps decrease your proclivity for allowing a batter to simply acquire first well, that's base. That's kind of been his problem his whole career so far. And I've noticed that the games that he doesn't have a lot of walks, sometimes he gets tattooed. So like he, he kind of needs to be that effectively wild uh, as, you know, uh, a big, tall, uh, left-handed pitcher with a decent zip on his fastball and a good curve. You know, maybe that's what works with him, but he, he needs to, to channel that and, Find some kind of consistency, though, because just like, I mean, it hasn't been as much of a train wreck as Oviedo has been lately, but it still hasn't been good. That brings us to the five best players in the system from Mm -hmm. anywhere, regardless of level. So we'll go ahead and get started with Will Brennan. Yeah. Tell me about him. He was absolutely disgusting this past week. Uh, If you remember, Will Brennan was one of our day two draft picks this year. He's in the AZL. Um, he had five games. He batted six or slashed 609, 640, 870, hit the first home run of his professional career, three doubles. He had a walk, a hit by pitch, did not strike out, and stole two bases. It's <laughs> <laughs> just stealing two bases on top of yeah. all that is just like, just like you screw know what? you guys. <laughs> I'm going to really, I'm just going <laughs> to twist the knife. <laughs> yeah, WRC plus of 293. My God, that's that's Bonzian right there. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the league. <laughs> so, great, great performance from Will Brennan. That's, that makes me very happy. So, uh, because he's a talented player and another, I believe, college bat. Let me double check this super quick. Uh, I'm trying to remember where he was drafted out of, but he was an eighth round pick by the Indians. He was an outfielder for Kansas State. I remember uh, he was another one of those. Did did you say? Did you say I Mick from Kansas, Kansas State? State? Damn it! I was hoping there was a McKansas <laughs> State, and it was just some like D seven. No, just regular somewhere. Kansas State. But uh, <laughs> but um, 
I remember his profile was that he was another one of those players that walked way more than they struck out in college. So he's doing just that as well. So he is also making a case for himself to be promoted in the Julian Escobedo and Yaner Diaz train uh, at the AZL. Brennan is now almost, he's OPSing over a thousand in the AZL and his batting average is up to 378 on the season with this recent hot stretch. So now we have, I believe, three of the top hitters in the ACL, uh, all on Indians teams. So that's pretty good. Next up, uh, we had Aaron Bracco, if you remember, the former top signee internationally the year we got Rocchio and Valera. So this is his first season. He's in the AZL, so he's a year behind because of injuries. But it looks like he had a pretty good week. 928 slugging percentage. Yes, that's courtesy of a home run, three doubles, and a triple. He got on base 52% of the time, batting average of 438, just 244 WRC plus. Delightful. You couldn't ask for a whole lot more from anybody at any point, at any time. (laughs) I really wasn't sure how he would respond, you know, because of the delay in his development a little bit. And I mean, he's smashing it. So I'm, I'm very, very happy to see, uh, see this so far. So, um, it looks like another nasty middle infield prospect on from the Indian system. So, I mean, they're just stockpiling them at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm not mad. For someone who's not a middle infielder, we move on to Daniel Johnson, and he's so he's so good. It, it's unfair because right now we have five outfielders that are all playing well at the major league level, and then you've got Daniel Johnson down there at AAA going, "What about me? Call me up." <laughs> this week he slashed four eighty with a five thirty six on base percentage with six forty uh, slugging. He had a triple, two doubles, three walks, a stolen base, 208 WRC, although he did strike out eight times. But, I mean, he is just amazing. And I believe he's been on base 26 games in a row. So that's pretty good as well. Excuse me? I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong, but that sounds right. I don't. This is starting to sound like... This, Jan this is the, trade. the worst trade. Like, uh, this like, is sh- literal. I'm not joking. The fans should be calling for the, the Nationals GM's head for that trade because the Indians got three good players, potentially an uh, outfield starter of the future, corner outfield starter of the future, and Perez was better than Gomes anyway, apparently, to get rid of, to basically to open up a spot so that Perez could shine. So unbelievable yeah and like with Jeffrey Rodriguez who knows what we get from him for the rest of his career but like as a (laughs) fill-in like a placeholder when we desperately needed it even though he's hurt now I mean that was an amazing highlight of the trade but to see the success of Daniel Johnson has been just incredible like he's he's actually playing better now at triple a than he was at double a when he earned his promotion from double a so um, just torching <laughs> the ball, punishing. I think he hit a home run today earlier, so we'll be adding that next week to next week's stats. So, yeah, it's it's impressive. It's really impressive uh, what he's been able to accomplish. <laughs> More blood for the blood <laughs> and, god. You know, he was he he was the one that joined uh, Nolan Jones in the futures game, and the highlight of that was he was the only player that let the guns out. There's an amazing picture of him. Just flexing like crazy <laughs> from the bench with the guns out. So 
you should check it out. It's on Twitter. So just you just type in Daniel Johnson guns. I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> All right, let's let's keep it going. How did uh, our only pitcher that qualified this week for the top five? How did he do? His name's Kirk McCarty. He pitched six innings. A single hit was allowed in those six innings, and he struck out six men. Didn't allow didn't allow a single earned run. Pretty great game. Maybe he maybe he walked um, two guys, but you're gonna let that go. It's fine. You can walk a couple guys. If you're gonna strike out six and you're not gonna allow any earned runs, then hell yeah. If you remember, late last year he was one of our best pitchers down the stretch. So. Uh, and then he missed about the first half of this season with an injury, and it looks like he's settling right in. So yet another Indians pitcher in the pipeline that could be helping the Indians down the road. I'm I'm seriously considering McCarty right now for the top Indians left-handed pitching prospect if Hemkis continues to struggle. That's how good he is. Like People should really start paying attention to this kid more. Uh, he's put up some very good numbers in his return from injury this year. Like they really let him like build up slow, but now he's back up to, you know, throwing six innings. So I'm excited for Kirk McCarty. He has a nice, a high strikeout rate. He has, uh, he can, he can, you know, throw, eat some innings and, and he's a Southpaw. So definitely somebody to be really paying attention to the rest of the season. And then a repeat performer on, Two weeks in Two a weeks row in a for row. the Schneeman. <laughs> Schneeman. Daniel Schneeman. Remember we joked that, you know, maybe he'll do something crazy and put himself on the prospect list? Well, uh, in five games this week, Daniel Schneeman at Lake County went 476 with 476 on base and had a 619 slugging with a triple and a double at a 217 WRC+. plus. So well done, Daniel Schneeman. And I did not get to mention, basically, I was, I was throwing an honorable mention for Guy Tom because at AAA, how did he do this week? 417, 440, 667 with, yes. I think I'm six reading this right, six, six doubles in six games. <laughs> so without a home run, a week, his slugging kid. was still one and a half times his batting average. So that's pretty good. <laughs> So, yeah, Kai Tom, man, he just continues to rig it. And I think he's on a 13 or 14 game hitting streak rate. So keep it up, Kai. Like, he, he's proven the doubters. I was one of them that was, like, not sure, like, that he could be a, a major leaguer. But he's raking at AAA. Like, he is not slowing down. I really thought that potentially that could slow him down because this year he was repeating a double A. And, I mean, he's hitting it on all cylinders at AAA as well. So. That just makes me happy. And he's been a fun story to watch, too. He is. He, he's one of the guys that looks like he uh, bought in on the Elevate and Celebrate. Yeah, on the Elevate and Celebrate. We'll keep our eye on Kai as we move forward through the season. But, Brian, go ahead and take us through the transactions that are most important to the system from this past week. So we're going to try to narrow these down a little bit just because sometimes, especially at this point in the season when the, every team is playing now, including two AZL teams and one and a half DSL teams. And there's been a lot of movement and activity and people getting hurt. We're, we'll try to focus on the primary ones. Uh, at AAA, we had Eric Stamets placed on the seven-day injured list with a back strain. 
Uh, Bobby Bradley was sent back to Trip Columbus from Cleveland. Double A Tyler Krieger, second baseman, was placed on the injured list with an uh, illness. Anthony Ghost, left-handed pitcher, was placed on the injured list with left shoulder soreness. And also at Double A, David Spear, a left-handed reliever, was placed on the seven-day injured list. And the only other significant injury in the system was at single A, Quentin Holmes, the former first pick taken by the Indians in 2017, um, was placed on the injured list. Doesn't seem super serious, a right knee contusion, so hopefully he won't be out for very long. In the positive uh, promotions and activations uh, section of the transactions, we had Zach Playsack promoted back to Cleveland, um, and he was amazing, had a three no-hit innings the other night. He also now leads Major League Baseball in pickoffs, by the Jesus. way. Jesus. I, kn- I knew his move starts. was good, but are you <laughs> kidding me? I'd never heard anything about his move, and then he comes up to Cleveland, and he's picked off five guys <laughs> in nine starts. <laughs> it's just, you'd, you'd think word would be out by now, and he's... <laughs> and the most recent one, the guy didn't even get his hand back to the bag. Like He's just like, ah, <laughs> damn it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, continuing on, we had, this is exciting, Eli Morgan made his AAA debut, that was, yes, uh, on Tuesday, and went five innings and gave up three runs, and then he got sent back down. (laughs) So, it didn't seem like it was a permanent thing, but it was a respectable uh, debut at AAA, which is exciting because he started the year at high A, so that's two levels. So, and I, I would think that if he keeps up, what he's been doing at double A that he could finish the season at triple A. And then uh, Max Moroff was activated at triple A. Then we had at double A, Gepson Gomez was promoted from Lynchburg. At Lynchburg, we had Manuel Alvarez promoted from Lake County. Luke Wakamatsu, shortstop, activated from the injured list. And Brock Hartson, Mama Hartson's son, was promoted from Lake County. So he's back up to where he was pretty much when he retired. <laughs> we'll see. I think he initially was with Akron when like he got brought back, activated from the retirement list or whatever, or the inactive list. And then they've put him on, slowly brought him back up the system. I'm hoping that he'll be in Akron at some point later in the year. Uh, because I think he, I don't think he's ever pitched at the Akron level, but it would be nice to see him there for sure. But keep it up, Brock Hartson, moving on up. Um, then we had Tim Heron, right-handed reliever, promoted from Mahoning Valley to Lake County. He was the closer for the Scrappers. Uh, well done, Tim Heron. And then another uh, 2019 draft pick, not named Julian Escovedo, was promoted from the ACL to Mahoning Valley. This was Job Gonzalez this time. I don't know. I mean, Job was playing well. I'm not I'm not going to uh, gloss over that. I think he was batting, you know, over 350 or something. But come on. I ate my freaking grocery list last week, and he's still not up. You would think word would have got to the Indian You'd brass. Think- and then Jefferson Yanuzi, one of my favorite names in the Indian system. He was activated. That's 80 grade. Yep. A left-handed pitcher out of the Dominican, I believe. And he was activated in the AZL. He'll probably be in the starting rotation, I would hope, uh, by the end of the season in Mahoning Valley. And then that will do it for transactions. Let's check out our Indians in the cupboard. I uh, I decided I was going to hang on to Kyle Nelson mm-hmm. as my pitcher for another week. And he rewarded me with uh, a couple of games in which he pitched two and two thirds. 
innings. He went ahead and gave up five hits, four runs, three earned. Didn't walk anybody, so hey, uh, three strikeouts. But of course, this is about a month almost that he's been not himself on the struggle bus. And I don't know what's been going on? Are you are you going to cut bait? I I want to hang on to him. I you like to see a guy go through a period like this where he. I imagine has to feel like nothing's working that he's doing and they push through it. And maybe, maybe it's just a really bad luck streak or maybe he's got to make an adjustment in something that he's doing. And then he continues to excel from there. Cause up to basically up until the last week of June, he was the terminator. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what he does. My hitter that I brought into the cupboard very recently, Yaner Diaz. He's, um, it was a good week. He hit 429, 500, 714. Dinger, double, two walks, a single strikeout in those four games. Another the, honorable mention for top five of the week. It would have been his third week in a row, by the way, if he did make it. <laughs> I enjoy the little addendum you had yes. to his stats here, which just reads, still a yes, god. Still a god. <laughs> still on Olympus. So, Brian, how did your guys in the cupboard do this well, week? Well, the most exciting thing, which is even potentially more exciting than Eli Morgan getting promoted to AAA as my pitcher, my position player, Oscar Gonzalez, batted 316 with a 381 on base percentage? What? And a 421 uh, slugging. He had two walks. It's two. amazing to see these young men develop. Let me and, double check this. Hang and on. leave the nest. Hang on. Spread wings. He had more walks this week than Nolan Jones. <laughs> Nolan had one. <laughs> This has got to be the first time in his entire career that has happened. Oh, baseball. Way to go, Oscar. Way to go. I'm so proud. I'm like a proud papa. I'm serious. If if he can actually start (laughs) earning a few, just being a little bit more patient at the plate and still be batting like 316 without and then adding that little extra bit of on base, he just becomes so much more dangerous because he already is. I mean, he's leading all Indians position players this season in hits by about 30. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And uh, I mean, there's some players that have ha- are having very good seasons. I mean, he's just blowing them out of the water because he just doesn't walk, but it, he's starting to do it a little bit. And, and if this can actually become a little more consistent, he just becomes a lot more interesting as a prospect. So uh, I, I'm excited about it. I really am. So way to go, Oscar. I'm so proud. Uh, so for the season, he's now batting 328 with a 349 on base percentage, and he's slugging 465. And then I talked about Eli Morgan already a little bit, but yeah, he went five innings, given up five hits, had two walks, two strikeouts, gave up three earned runs in his AAA debut. So not a bad start, just missed a quality start by one inning. So it wasn't amazing, but for the first taste of AAA when you started the year at high A, that's great. That's it's impressive. impressive. So keep it going, Eli. And uh, we didn't have any uh, questions uh, about prospects, but I did want to mention that we had the debut of Daniel Espino, finally, uh, the number one draft pick by the Indians. And I'm sure he will be in our top 10 when they reorganize at the MLB pipeline at the right after the trade deadline at the end of July. So I will at least mention that he made his debut. He threw a scoreless inning and had a strikeout. Well done, Daniel Espino. He is in 
Arizona, and it looks like he's going to be uh, making multiple appearances throughout the rest of the year. And I'm really excited because I think I heard he hit 98 miles an hour in his first appearance. So pretty filthy for a, I think, 17-year-old. He may be 18, but but throwing 98 just I'm trying to decide if there's anything I'll accomplish in my life as impressive as being 17 or 18 and throwing 98 miles an hour. I mean, he's... He's definitely going to be fun to watch. And he is, he's 18. He is 18. So how dare he be a little bit older than some other players? <laughs> Jerk. But yeah, he's he's going to be fun to watch. He really is. There's a lot of fun, exciting players in this system. And, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of things. I mean, we had to trim off people batting 430 from our top five this week. <laughs> so it was a good week. It was week. a good week. It was a good week. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's edition of Indians on deck. Brian, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Oh, I think that was it. I wanted, I just wanted to definitely highlight Espino, but that was, uh, I'm excited for next week. There's, there's a lot more coming and more players that are earning some extra recognition that hopefully will be earning their promotions and we get to talk about them next week. So let's keep it rolling.